What's up? This is Rayshon Jenkins, and you're listening to the Chargers Podcast Network. Well, football is inching closer. We're getting closer to training camp, and I could be more pleased to have front of the podcast, Jeff Miller, Los Angeles Times, with me as we get ready, Jeff. Just talking offline, it'll be nice to finally see the guys on the grass, but it may take a little bit longer than a typical training camp. Uh, it sure sounds like it, and uh, just what we need to be told: that be more patient, right? That's all we need. To, everybody <laughs> needs to be told that right now. Is we've been patient for how many months? And, it's uh, the theme of twenty twenty: patience. It, it, it really is, but yeah, it sounds like it's going to be a little while before we see anything. But at least, as you said, we're inching, we're inching closer, which is a good sign. We are, and you know, we've talked all off season about some of the free agent additions, the rookie additions. Uh, there's a lot to talk about in terms of position groups, position battles, uh, certain guys that you're looking forward to, to seeing on the field. Let's just start with some of your overall. Uh, views going into training camp but what are you most excited about in terms of uh, what you're going to see on the field whether it's specific players position groups uh, whatever you think well I, I we start where football starts at the quarterback and I think we're we're all we're all excited to, to not only see what Justin Herbert can do but to see what Tyrod Taylor can do and he uh, I think everybody anticipates Tyrod's going to be the starter going into the season and if all things go well with this team. He could be the starter all season. And if that's the case, that means the Chargers are playing well. He's playing well. They're winning. And uh, so that is the the first place you go, obviously, is it's, it's going to be very different. It's, it's funny. Um, it's almost forgotten now. It'll come up, I'm sure, a little bit at the first when we first start talking to guys, but then it's going to go away completely. And that's that Philip Rivers is no longer here. And yeah. after 14 seasons of being of having nobody other than Philip starting games for this team it's you sort of forget the fact that it's going to be you know that first game you know lord willing it's week one that's on the schedule right now it's there is going to be a different quarterback for this team and so uh that's exciting and i and i think just chris in general if you talk to people around the league i think the 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 thought is that this team is a lot better than a five-win team that they were last year their roster is a lot better than than a five-win team and I think you could make the case uh, in a lot of areas that this team's gotten better. And and so I think it's going to come down to if, if, if they can block up front, I think this team has a chance to be really good, but it, um, you know, th- this I think is a playoff team. And so I think that is a reason for people to be excited too. when when they finally get going and if they, uh, if they play up to their capabilities, I think it, it should be a fun season. So many one score losses last year. Uh, the turnovers were, killer on both sides in terms of taking the ball away from the opponent and also giving it away. Um, there's a stat, Jeff, called fumble luck. Chargers were 32nd in fumble luck. So <laughs> that, that tells you all you need to know about how the season went because uh, you look at a 5-11 and 11 team, throw a few variables in there. Say Derwin James plays all 16 games and Gus Bradley can really do what he wants to do with that defense using – Derwin is that chess piece. Uh, what does the 2019 season look like, right? There's so many different mm-hmm. things that, that kind of went against the Chargers. You talk about injuries. You talk about the Melvin Gordon holdout. You talk about some of these costly turnovers in, in games, late in games. Um, that's the difference between winning five games and winning ten games in the NFL, plain and simple. It, it really is, and I know fans probably get tired of hearing that because they think, well, that's an excuse, whatever, but it's the, it's the truth. It's not. It's just the truth. It's, 
Yeah, it's not an excuse, and it's not trying to justify anything. It's just that's how close these teams are in this league. It's uh, you see it every week, and then it's that way with all the teams. It's not just the Chargers. It's every team's like that. And and last year was a total perfect horrible storm in that they they turned the ball over a bunch and they didn't get the ball back very much. And and um, in that respect, you know, when you look at it in that context, it's there was no way they were gonna. They were going to have any kind of a season that would have resembled maybe what their talent was. And uh, another thing to, to think about, Chris, I, I kind of torpedoed last year was it, I, I think now when we look back on it, I mean, Russell Okun not being able to start the season was was just a real big blow. Factor. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, Anthony finally, by the end of the year, sort of acknowledged, I think, uh, not specifically using anybody's names but i think he he pretty much acknowledged us that yeah you know philip was probably never really comfortable uh behind that offensive line they just and then no uh no knock on the guys who were there it's just they didn't have pro bowl guys and they didn't have russell lacoon to start and then mike Pouncey got hurt you know what four or five games of the season and that was Week five it was a killer yeah those those two are you know those are two veteran guys who were out of that lineup and you just know uh, for a player, especially uh, somebody like Philip, who, uh, you know, he's, he's, he can't move around a lot on his own to avoid. And, you know, he, 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 he's going to take hits because that's the way he is. He's going to hang in there and try to make throws. And, but, you know, in the back of his mind, he, those two guys were, their, inavail- their unavailability was, was just crucial. When you look at last year too, Jeff, sometimes you use last year as a gauge for what maybe 2020 is going to look like. Offensively, I think you can just throw everything out the door because the quarterback's different. The left tackle is going to be different. Um, the running back, the bell cow, Melvin Gordon, is gone. Um, the offensive coordinator, Shane Steichen, he came in middle of the year, wasn't really able to establish his game plan. You know, you, you, you're kind of picking up where where Wiz left off and it, it's hard to completely adjust on the fly so uh, we're going to see a, a different style of quarterback um, one of the themes in, in I did this film room with Shane Steichen and one of the the common themes with every guy in that quarterback's room they all have wheels they can all get out mm-hmm. of the pocket and, and extend plays whether it's Tyrod whether it's Justin Herbert whether it's Easton Stick um, so I, I think we're going to see a, a new kind of offense, too. Um, and, you know, guys like Justin Jackson, Joshua Kelly, they're going to have a much bigger say in, in what this looks like as well. So I'm really fascinated by just the offense in general, what it's going to look like in 2020. Yeah, I think it's going to be vastly different. And what's interesting, Chris, is uh, a bunch of the people I've talked to this offseason, not only with the Chargers but with some other teams, they, everybody anticipates the running game being a lot different you know you change quarterbacks and you think okay now what's the pass game but a lot of them have said this the running game is going to be much different when you have a quarterback who can take off and is a threat to take off and and that changes everything you know especially that linebacker core you know on the other side they've got to they got to have to know now that we you have to stay disciplined and you got to stay in your lanes and all that stuff because you know the Chargers are going to have a quarterback now who can take off if nothing's there and they're going to not only in a, in a tight situation, it can take off, but I'm sure we're going to have, there'll, there'll be, you know, we're going to see them have designed runs where, where it's designed for Tyrod to take off. And so that, um, what, what a lot of people have, have said is this is going to be, an, it's going to look not only the guy throwing the ball is going to be different, the way that the Chargers run the ball is going to be different. So I, I agree with you completely. I think it's a, 
when you when you look at the offensive line being rebuilt, uh, and then the, and you look at the draft, they you know a guy like Joe Reed who can bring all you know who knows what they might be able to do with him. He, it sounds like uh, from what we're told, he's very versatile, can line up all over the place. Uh, you know they've got a guy like that in Austin Eckler already. Now you've got another guy. Um, you know it it, it does. Uh, it's going to be really interesting to see just uh, how they deploy everybody. And I, you know, I think it's, I think it's going to look a lot different. And I think, like I said, I think the running game is going to be, is going to be better and just be, just because of this additional threat of a, of another runner back there. Plus a new offensive line coach in James Camp and a, a revamped right side. Trey Turner has made the pro bowl each of the last five seasons. Brian Bulaga, a steady vet. Uh, that left tackle I think is, is the competition. I remember James Camp in this off season saying, you know, we got a, a job uh, open at, at left tackle. Who wants it? Mm-hmm. You know, so so we're going to see. Is that going to be Trey Pipkins? Is that going to be maybe Sam Tevy going to the left side? Um, you know, there's Trent Scott still there. There's there's some potential options there. So that's going to be a, a camp battle, obviously, that, that we're going to be looking at once these guys get on the field. Um, but you brought up a guy like Joe Reed. Um, that third wide receiver position right now, maybe Andre Patton, but you have a guy like Reed. You have a guy like K.J. Hill. Um, you know, guys like Jason Moore from last year, uh, that's kind of a, an intriguing role too because we talk about Keenan and Mike, Hunter in the backfield, Austin, his ability to catch the ball out of the backfield. That third wide receiver, though, we haven't talked much about. I'm, I'm intrigued to see what that's going to look like. Yeah, that, that's definitely a position. You mentioned left tackle is obviously the big one that yep. we're all going to be watching as that, that unfolds. Uh, and you you name the candidates for, for that, but yeah, that number three receiver position. I mean, last year the the number the, the after Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, the next wide receiver with the most receptions was was Dontrell Inman, who you know was on the team for a month. How about that? You know, and so that just goes to show you it really it really fell off after that. And and obviously you have a guy like Austin Eckler who made up a lot for that with with ninety you know ninety two catches. But the the point is they. There is a spot for one of those wideouts uh, to emerge and kind of uh, take that spot. And uh, you know, Andre Patton last year uh, mostly played there, and I just don't think he ever had Phillips' trust. And so, uh, the, I, I know watching uh, in some of the watching the games and watching some of the film after the games, it, there were moments where Andre was open and he was he seemed to be right there, and Philip would go somewhere else. And I think that was just a you know, Philip just is going to go with the guys he trusts. And he, of course, to go back to Inman, he trusted Dontrell because they had played together before. And so I think he was more, uh, more comfortable in, in that situation. And, and so, uh, you know, going into this camp, there's no question that that is a spot that's there for somebody. And uh, I, I guess we'll see, but it's, it'll be, you know, I'm really interested to see what Joe Reed can do. And I, he uh, he can also uh, do some things, returning kicks and that kind of stuff. So it'll it'll be fun, it'll be fun to see what he can he can do. It also, too, Jeff, there's there's always so many balls to go around, right? When you have a guy like Eckler who catches 92 of them, and you have a a, a pass catching tight end like Hunter, um, now you now you throw in the wrinkle that the quarterback may take off a few times, you know, uh, running the ball himself. So. You know, Keenan, Mike, Austin, like all these guys, it, it, there's only so many balls to go around, I guess, is the point. No, exactly. And I, I, the, the chart, it's a good good problem to have, right? You yeah, gotta, sure. you got a guys to make plays. So, uh, and, the, and the Chargers have that. So that's, you know, well, 
like I was saying earlier, it just, uh, it, it, it's that kind of depth and that kind of ability and potential that makes you think there's no way this is a five and 11 team. Just, you know, no matter who the quarterback is, it's, there's, you know, there's, there's just no way that this, this team shouldn't, shouldn't improve on five wins. Especially when we talk about this defense and it's a great segue because when healthy, I mean, there's a lot of names in this this back end, and and what I loved about what Derwin James said about it uh, earlier this offseason is like this is all on paper. We actually have to go out mm-hmm. and prove it. I mean, um, these guys should have a, a bitter taste in their mouths after not being able to to get the football last year. You, you add Chris Harris Jr., um, and I firmly believe that you know had Derwin James been healthy for all 16 games, Jeff, we may have been looking at a much different season for the Chargers. I think you're right. I mean, Derwin's, if Derwin's anything, he's a playmaker. And that's what this team did, you know, on defense did not have last year. They didn't have guys making plays. And so hopefully Derwin stays healthy and is, they have him for the whole year. And I mean, I, you know, you mentioned the back end. That's where a lot of the focus has been. I mean, that secondary is, is pretty loaded. I mean, we're looking at, you know, I mean, we all know what Desmond King can do. And the question right now is how is he going to get on the field? And that's, I mean, that's crazy when you think, you know, how good he was a couple of seasons ago. And now we're trying to figure out, well, how are they going to be able to use him? You know, where, where's he going to get snaps, which is, you know, which again, a good problem to have if you're, if you're Gus Bradley, you've got a guy like that and you're trying to figure out how, how can we get him on the field? I talked to Chris, uh, Chris Harris earlier this off season, and he basically said, we should dominate. This defense should dominate. If we're not a top five defense, we, we messed up. So a lot of expectations, and I think rightfully so, and uh, and Der- yeah, Derwin, we all we we saw it when he was a rookie. When he's out there, it's just a different. It's a totally it's a different, different situation. Game. It's a different game. And there, there, that defense takes on a whole different personality, a whole different dynamic. And and uh, hopefully for for Derwin's sake and for this team's sake, he's he's fully healthy, fully good to go, and 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 can stay healthy all season because he is a without question. I mean, he's one of the one of the game changers in the NFL. It may be the most competitive position group. When you talk about a guy like Rayshon Jenkins, who played 99% of the staffs last year, Coach Lynn said that he's going to break out. He said he may be his, his breakout candidate. He told Adam Schefter that back uh, in the winter, early spring. So, you know, Rayshon's there. The second-round pick, Nazir Adderley. Mm-hmm. he's going to have to fight for a, a role on this team, whether it's at safety or corner. You, you mentioned Desmond King. Um, Michael Davis is on the other side of Casey Hayward. Casey's started every single game since 2017. So there are uh, there's so many names. Um, we know that injuries happen in the league. Um, we know that ups and downs happen with, with specific players. So it, it doesn't hurt to have uh, um, the depth that the Chargers have right now, Jeff. No, it's just just a bonus. And you know, Gus Bradley said earlier in the offseason that uh, that Rayshon, you mentioned Rayshon, is a guy that they may put a little more on on his plate, as they like to say, and and ask a little more of him. And he's a guy who you know handled that that free safety spot so well. But but he could play closer to the line of scrimmage. They could bring him up, and and maybe Adderley plays plays back in those situations. And and we saw. I mean, Adderley is another guy who will be real interesting to see because we we saw in the one the one moment we saw him, San Francisco. That, <laughs> you know what I mean? Was yes. that last preseason game last year, and he did make a few plays, right? I mean, he 
and you realize I'm not listen it was it was it was against like third four stringers but he looked like an all pro <laughs> no he, he, it was like you're exactly right it was guys who a lot of those guys I don't, who knows where they are now but he was stood out like he, he was like a guy who stood out among that group which would suggest to you that well okay he can make some plays in the nfl now if he can make those plays against the uh, you know starters and all pros we'll see but but again that's a that's a playmaking you know ball hawking kind of player that uh, that this defense just didn't have last year just didn't uh, maybe they had but the guys weren't making the plays for whatever reason and and now um i, I think they're at least sitting here before the start of training camp before anyone's had a chance to get hurt they there's a plenty of uh uh, stock there to to think that okay these guys can make this work and they they can be much more dynamic on defense. The linebacking core, Kenneth Murray gets drafted in the first round. If if you can have a blue chip type defender on each level of your defense, Jeff, and I, I talk about a guy like Joey Bosa, uh, Murray obviously needs to to prove it at the NFL level. But we saw what he did at Oklahoma, mm. and of course Darwin on the back end. Um, Drew Tranquil, his second year, um, he came on towards the, the end of the year uh, defensively, was pretty much a standout all through the season on special teams. Um, Chenna Nuoso in year three, uh, Denzel Perryman, you hope that he can stay healthy. The, the linebacking core has some potential here, especially if Kenneth Murray can pick things up quickly. Yeah, that there's another guy that I think we're all interested to see because he – um, you know, you watch the, the tape from him in college and he's all over the place making plays. And, uh, you, you know, we heard after the draft, you could hear it in Anthony Lynn's voice, how excited he was about being able to add a player like that. And, and we all know Tom Telesco, how much he, he values rightfully so these draft picks. And he, he gave up two, two of them to go back into the first round to get, to get Murray. So, you know, a lot. Yeah, exactly. It really does. So, uh, he, he's a guy who I think if he can, he's going to have to move quick because there, there's not going to be a whole lot of, you know, there's no, there was no off season program, no, no OTAs, no rookie mini camp on the field, at least all that stuff. So he, he's going to have to kind of learn on the fly and go. But I, I, I think it looks like from what we're told about him and what it looks like when it, on tape that he's a, he's a guy who they are going to, I'm sure try to, try to push a little bit and see what he can do. And if he can keep up, uh, he has a chance to be like a really, you know, a, 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 again, a playmaking sideline to sideline rookie that is going to be really fun to watch. I mean, they're going to, if he can get on the field, he makes them a lot more athletic and yeah, on, and on that level. And uh, it'll be really, again, it'll be exciting and fun to watch. And, and hopefully we, we all get a chance to see that sooner than later here. And you got a, a young core too. You know, if, if you can keep guys like Derwin and Tranquil and Murray together for several years, mm-hmm. and, you know, just build around these some of these guys. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a luxury for for the Chargers to have guys like that up front. I, I think the the one thing I'm going to be looking at is 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 Jerry Tillery from from season one to season two, what he looks like and and how he can improve upon. Uh, some of the flashes we saw his rookie season, Jeff. Yeah, I, I, another another big big seat. You know, another guy. It's a big season for is, is Jerry and I. You know, they they. You know, I think he he had a few moments last year, but I think also, uh, the, you know, the Chargers acknowledged after the season that yeah, he he kind of got pushed around and he he struggled against double teams and the you know he's a young young player, you know 
he's uh, he's built in such a way where he's you know it's a little more of a challenge for him to stay low and 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 take on those double teams. But you you hope that despite the obstacles that this offseason has been, that he's 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 strong he's stronger. He you know maybe he's just physically grown up a little more as he's, he's had another year. But a guy who they I'm sure the Chargers still have high hopes for. And I know they do. Oh, yeah. And uh, there's no reason not to. I mean, he's, you know, he uh, showed a lot at Notre Dame and he, uh, they, I, I know they really would hope uh, that he could take that next step. But, uh, and, and another guy like Murray, who's, who's going to, he's going to have to hit the ground ready to go because uh, there's not going to be a lot of time. And there's not going to be a lot of, uh, or it doesn't look like we're going to have any preseason games. So these guys are going to have to, you know, catch up quick and, and get ready to go. But I, that's another guy who, if he can emerge and fulfill some of that potential is it could, he could have a big season. He could, that interior pass rush is going to be huge this year, Jeff, because we just haven't really seen it. We know what Bosa and no. Ingram are capable of, but uh, when you bring a guy like Linval Joseph in and Jerry, if Jerry can make that leap in and, and Linval can give you uh, close to what he's done the last several years in Minnesota, that's going to be a, a much different looking defensive line in terms of getting to the quarterback it won't just be Bosa and Ingram no exactly and I, th- I think you know Linville talked to us uh, during the offseason here on, the, on one of these zoom calls about how excited he is and he he basically has been told you're going to come in here and we're going to let you turn it loose and go go after the quarterback which uh, he he indicated to us was something he he really relished doing and wanted to get back to doing and that's why he was so excited about coming to this team and and you're right I mean they Brendan Meebane brought a lot. There's no question about that. But he, the one thing he, he was not a guy that was going to get to the quarterback. Um, and now that's, that's a different dynamic. And we've heard Gus Bradley talk about some of these things that they're going to maybe do a little different on defense and have a different look in certain areas. And that's one of them is that in, interior on the defensive front. And just look at Justin Jones last, how much he improved last year. Another guy. He took a big, took a big leap forward. And that's a, another, you know, and we know Gus likes to run those guys through there and rotate guys through there and keep them fresh and all that. And again, another spot where they, they have some talent, they have some depth and every indication is that, that uh, those are again, guys that could, if they can fulfill the potential could be making plays. And, and I think the deep, you know, the defense has a chance to be really good. I don't think there's any question about that. I think everybody, anybody who looks at this, this lineup would, would come to that conclusion. It's pretty obvious. What's great about that is, yeah, you, you have the individual pieces, but it has to stick with them what happened last year, you know, to, to win five games and, and to not uh, live up to those expectations, even with injuries and a number of different factors. Um, it's not like you're coming off a, a 11 and five year and you're, you're like, all right, yeah, let's just show up and go. These guys have to actually prove it this year in 2020. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I, I, I would think, uh, especially a guy like Derwin who wasn't out in the field very much, you know, for a lot of that last year because he got hurt. But I think a guy like that is probably, you know, he can't wait to get out there and, and, and fix, fix what happened last year and, and fix that, uh, get that five, five and 11 record off the, off the board and start, start anew. So, yeah, you know, it, it was interesting, you know, this time last year, Chris, if you think back that, that, the roster hadn't changed a whole lot. It was a lot that, you know, they had come off a good season, won a playoff game. Things were pointing, the arrow was definitely pointing up. They didn't make a ton of changes personnel wise. And then things didn't work out. Well, this is a totally different animal now. We, they're, you know, they've got the motivation of improving on a, 
a, a disappointing season and there's a bunch of new faces and a bunch of new um, there's going to be new schemes on both sides of the ball. It's, it's uh, and so I think, uh, you know, I, again, er, everything it's, it seems like for different, different reasons, the arrow should be pointing up again, despite the, the record they ended up with last year. Uh, that I, I think there's just a, there's a lot, you know, you know, this team should go up and there's a lot of room to go up and there's a lot of reason on both sides of the wall to think that, that, that they, they will go up. Jeff Miller, LA times, uh, it's always a pleasure, man. I, I can't wait to do this in person, socially distant, of course, maybe with some little pickle at, uh, <laughs> at training camp, huh? What do you say? I am ready for that at any moment, believe me. But uh, yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully we'll be, uh, we'll all be enjoying little pickle and we'll be enjoying uh, football and we'll actually be able to watch some stuff. And uh, Hopefully it'll be happening sooner than later. But again, patience we have to continue to have our uh, have our all pro our pro bowl style of patience because that's that's where we're at right now listen players coaches staff media fans patience that, across that the is, board that is the buzzword and unfortunately it's it's gonna have to be for a couple more weeks probably jeff thanks so much man appreciate you all right anytime thanks all right, that's going to do it for us. Big thanks to Jeff Miller. And, of course, thanks to you guys for listening. We're getting closer to training camp. Excited for the 2020 season. Excited to bring you podcasts every week here on Chargers Weekly, maybe even twice or three times a week during training camp. So keep it locked to the Chargers Podcast Network. Have a great weekend. And until next time, I'm Chris Hayward.